Welcome to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast brought to you by Asphalus Advisors and the Disaster Recovery Journal. Crisis management in today's world is an ever-changing environment and the podcast is our commitment to helping you navigate and have successful outcomes for any crisis you or your organization may face. I'm Vanessa Matthews. I am your host. I am a specialist and an expert in providing insights and solutions for crisis situations, business continuity, and business resilience across industries from real estate and healthcare to terrorism in the airline and transportation worlds. So no matter what industry you're in, this podcast will help you provide the tools to build resilience within your organization. Today's episode is really going to be titled on after action reports and the blameless postmortem concept. And I'm super excited to introduce our guest, Justin Cates. Justin Cates is a certified emergency manager, and he is leading the Nashua, New Hampshire Emergency Management Agency. And he is the president of the International Association of Emergency Management for Region 1. Justin, good afternoon. Thanks a lot, Vanessa. Happy to be here. Thank you, sir. How are you? I'm uh, doing well so far, as we were talking about in the pre-show. I uh, it, was, it was easy day, no crisis situations today, so we're all in good shape. <laughs> crisis averted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can you give our listeners a little bit of perspective on your background and specifically how you landed in the field of emergency management? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I started out like many in the emergency management profession as a volunteer. Got involved in this type of work, uh, volunteering with organizations that helped out uh, during disasters. And I found myself in a lot of emergency operations centers and shelters and different things like that during emergencies. And uh, I got hooked onto it and uh, decided to get a degree at the University of Delaware in emergency management and public administration. And in 2011, I ended up here in Nashua, New Hampshire as the director of emergency management. And I've been here ever since. So it's been it's been a lot of fun so far, and I've had the opportunity to kind of see a little bit of, of everything when it comes to planning for emergencies at the local, state, and federal levels. Well, that will definitely uh, keep you up at night and give you a lot to focus on. <laughs> <laughs> Especially over the last, uh, what, 16 months or so, there's been plenty, of, plenty on our plates. <laughs> plenty of crisis to uh, go around. <laughs> so for those who may not be familiar with the term AAR, you know, I know we use a whole lot of acronyms. Uh, can you just give our listeners a little bit of insight as to what that acronym means? Sure. Well, I, I, the first thing I would say is, is AAR can really mean two different things, depending on who you're talking to. The, the most common is it's the after action report. Uh, but you'll also hear AAR used for after action review, which is sort of the process to go through and develop that after action report. Uh, but uh, today we're going to be talking about the kind of the final deliverable that comes out of that uh, after action process. And uh, it's really the document that has information about uh, what went well during your exercise, what can be improved upon. Uh, and also with each of those uh, criteria, understanding that sort of the root cause analysis as to why a certain thing went poorly or why it went well. So that way you can try and improve them in the future as part of your improvement plan, but also to try and replicate those smart practices in the future. Uh, so that's the after action report in a nutshell. You hit on something, right? So when we think about what's what's the importance, what's the value, uh, the key thing that I heard you say is the root cause of why we did well and the root cause of why we didn't. And if we can get to the root of it, uh, we can fix it or we can repeat it to do that thing well again. 
That's correct. And, you know, that's the area where I think so many people that go through the after action review process really fall flat is they don't really do an in-depth root cause analysis. So a lot of times they'll attribute uh, the reason that something happened to something that was very obvious, but really wasn't the reason why there was a, a challenge. You know, they could go all the way back to uh, poor procedure or uh, poor training for the people who are involved in the exercise. Um, even, you know, things that uh, would be completely kind of unaware to the, the normal person, you know, perhaps the exercise, nobody was fed during the exercise. And so it made everybody grumpy and uh, it just led to poor performance during the event. So really you have to do a root cause analysis, a detailed one, you know, three or four steps back to really see why did that thing not go so well or, or why did it really work out well during this event? Uh, hangry, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been to exercises where they forgot to feed the participants. So yeah, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Look, my husband knows if it's getting to a certain point and I start saying I'm hungry, even if he hasn't finished cooking, he will go and get me a snack because he's like, I don't have time to deal with your hangry. It's just too much. So That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Um, so can you tell us a, a little bit more about your blameless postmortem concept and kind of, you know, where it came from, and how you arrived at the name as well. Well, so I'm going to first say that it's not my concept. Uh, I'm not that smart, but it's something we've adopted uh, both here in, in our office here in Nashua, but also as we've gone out and helped other jurisdictions and organizations around the country. The concept blameless postmortem is something that actually came from the tech sector, and it was used as a way for companies like Google or Microsoft who have uh, online software services that are really critical to end users, ensuring that there was a process in place when, when a failure occurred to go back and figure out what went wrong, identify that root cause behind it, and then uh, work with the team members to ensure everybody is on the same page to, to resolve it in the future. The key about the blameless piece of it is, is so often in emergency management or in business continuity or in public safety, we find that there's always finger pointing after an exercise or after a disaster where people say, well, it was that department or that person who did that wrong. But on the tech sector side, they actually move away from that and say, you know, look, we're not going to blame anybody for this. How can we improve those processes or, or supplies or training how can we resolve that in the future to prevent this from happening again? Because there's always a bottom line. We want to ensure good uptime for our services and our customers. So we've adopted that mentality in the emergency management field here in Nashua. And it, re it really relies on a culture of blameless postmortem, making sure that the executives support the concept of sharing what went wrong and making sure that everybody feels uh, that they're not at risk by explaining how something went poorly during an exercise or during a real event. Uh, so there are so many things that I think about as you describe that, that process. Uh, one is uh, the value and the importance of being agile. Uh, a lot, you know, sometimes it may feel, seem like that word can be a buzzword, but sure. literally adopting um, how technology teams build a product, innovate, fix it, and try it again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Until you get it right. 
And then another thing, you know, I think that that I that I think was maybe unspoken about how you described it, though, is that's also how how you create a high performing team that can Correct. deliver. Um, and so I, I really appreciate that approach. And I also think that it helps to um, take away uh, some of the mindset that sometimes exists within our field that sometimes we can be archaic. We're kind of, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, behind the times and in the approach, this approach to how you manage an exercise program, um, I think helps to put the emergency management profession in a different light and, and to be able to see things differently. Exactly. And, and you know, we saw it as a, a way to really resolve, which was the biggest problem during our after action reporting process, which was you know, we would always scrub the documents before they were ever shared with anybody. And that's if they were ever shared with anybody in the first place, because we were always so ashamed of whatever went, what went wrong during that exercise or during that emergency. And, and by shifting the mindset and thinking about it from the customer's perspective and saying, okay, how can we improve the, the service delivery, whether it be emergency management or fire services or law enforcement or public health, whatever the, the discipline is, how can we improve that service delivery so that we prevent the downtime or the issues or the bugs in the future? And by shifting that mindset, there's such a difference in how people are willing to share. And even um, they're, they're excited to share because they want to improve performance in the future. So it, it's, I think, a, a novel concept for the emergency management space. But I, I do think that uh, with some, some more folks looking at this kind of a concept, I think it'll become very popular in our profession. And to to really validate and, and support uh, what Justin's sharing um, for our podcasters, uh, there was a study that came out a few years back. I want to say maybe 05 or 07. No, no, actually it was 2010. It was a uh, compilation of disasters that have happened since 2001. And consistently over time, uh, you know, we most, you know, most of us, us know this communication was a huge concern. Leaders, yep. <laughs> <laughs> leaders hear that one all the time. <laughs> um, but what I liked about this report was it broke down all of the challenges that that were seen from from disasters that have happened from 2001 up to 2010, and then specifically the AAR process and how we go about writing um, and putting this process together. To Justin's point, for the deliverable. But are we really getting to the root cause and are the real people who need to know that there is an issue, are they really aware? Because if, if we're not getting to the real conversation, then what are we doing? <laughs> we're not fixing anything. We're just showing up for, to, to recreate the same problems. <laughs> That's right. And, and you know, the, the, I think one of the concerns with this is, you know, typically people in, in at least in, on the government side, uh, the way that they learn about after action reporting is typically from the Homeland Security Exercise and Evaluation Program, HC. That's normally the first sort of way that they find out about this. And they might take the training for that. And that training doesn't really go into things like deep root cause analysis. It certainly doesn't look at the blameless postmortem concept. It really focuses on a traditional style of strengths and weaknesses and really providing, you know, like an executive summary for your mayor, your county administrator to say, yay, we did it. And, and you know, I think it would require sort of a, a complete shift in the way that we educate our emergency managers to, to rethink how they look at um, after action reporting and, uh, and postmortems after exercises and, and real emergencies. 
I love that. So I know you guys are dying to know, uh, no pun intended, how can our listeners implement the concept in their AAR process? What do you think about that? Well, I think the best approach that I would recommend, I think two different areas. The first one is you can easily do a quick Google search, a YouTube search, and, and really learn more about root cause analysis. You know, just really go into you know, the, like the five whys approach where you really just try and continue to go further and further and further back until you can't go any further with your root cause. Uh, so I think that's the number one thing is, is really get better at root cause analysis. The second thing, there's a lot of materials and a lot of documentation that Google and other tech sector partners have put online for free for the public to, to learn about blameless postmortems, including guides and templates and resources that are uh, really helpful and were helpful for us to implement this in our organization. So just by doing those two things, you'll become more aware about this concept. And I think you'll then be able to decide if this is something that fits for you or not. Awesome. I have definitely appreciated your thought leadership here. Um, do you have any social media or contact information that you can share with our podcasters, our subscribers? Sure. So, you know, certainly uh, LinkedIn is a great place. And I typically will post uh, there frequently with things like the blameless postmortem and other sort of unique and, and innovative topics uh, for the emergency manager. Uh, and then also Twitter uh, at KB3JUV is my uh, Twitter handle. And I'm sure that'll be in the show notes. The Disaster Recovery Journal guys hosts webinars on Wednesdays. So make sure you tune into their website to get the latest and upcoming topics that they have coming up. From an Asfalas advisor's perspective, check out our Road to Resilience program for updates and opportunities for how you can be included in more training, as well as upcoming public speaking events and engagements that we have going on for our thought leadership. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review, share, and download. We would love to hear your feedback. We always appreciate when you guys reach out to us on Twitter and on LinkedIn. So we definitely want to hear from you. Uh, thank you for listening to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast brought to you both by Asfalis Advisors and DRJ. Make sure you check out the show notes for this episode today to see all of the upcoming events, the programs, as well as the best way for you to connect with Justin going forward. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next time and have a great day.